Welcome to the clinical podcast series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry Foundation. The topic for this episode is nationwide epidemiological approach to identify associations between keratoconus and immune-mediated diseases. I'd like to thank our host, Dr. Tom Quinn, our topical expert, Dr. Kelsey Steele. And now I'll turn it over to Dr. Quinn for their review. Welcome, you of curious minds, to the American Academy of Optometry Foundation's clinical podcast series. In this episode, we will be discussing a paper that explores the possibility of an association between keratoconus and immune-mediated diseases, such as thyroiditis, skin conditions, and several atopic diseases. I'm Dr. Tom Quinn, and our guest expert for this episode is Dr. Kelsey Steele, a clinical oh. instructor and researcher at the Ohio State University College of Optometry, my alma mater. Welcome, Kelsey. Thank you for having me, Tom. Go Bucks. Oh, yeah, go Bucks. It's so great to have you here, Kelsey. And I'm really curious to hear what you have to say about this article titled Nationwide Epidemiological Approach to Identify Associations Between Keratoconus and Immune-Mediated Diseases. This was published in the April 2021 issue of the British Journal of Ophthalmology. So, Kelsey, what hypothesis did the authors want to explore in this paper? Yeah, Tom, the authors were interested in exploring the association between keratoconus and some immune-mediated diseases. Uh, previous work has reported the associations between keratoconus and atopy, sleep apnea, and allergic conjunctivitis. Um, additionally, there's some other work out there, more lab-based, that discusses the prevalence and the presence of upregulation of pro-inflammatory mediators um, on the front surface of keratoconic eyes, um, and that that might be a potential mediator for keratoconic development. Okay, so why is this paper important? I think this is important because understanding these associations might assist in better understanding of the pathophysiology of keratoconus, which currently is not very well understood. Additionally, right. an underlying systemic autoimmune pathway is responsible for the development of keratoconus. This may influence the development of other immune-mediated diseases in these patients, um, and that could lead to poor visual outcomes and um, ocular surface outcomes in the future and modify our treatment plan. Okay. And so what did they find? So they found statistically significant associations between keratoconus and Hashimoto's thyroiditis, allergic rash, um, asthma, allergic rhinitis, some inflammatory skin conditions. Um, and they also just threw in sleep apnea as a measure of validation and they were able to confirm this association as well. Okay. Now this study took place in the Netherlands, Kelsey. Right. Now, I've never been there. I'd love to go. Uh, but because it took place there, can we apply this information to our patient populations? Yeah, that's a great question. My non-committal response is possibly, probably. <laughs> um, the design did include some age and sex matched controls um, and also included patients from varying socioeconomic backgrounds. Additionally, it's compulsory to have insurance coverage in the Netherlands, it's mandatory. Um, so we know that we're not missing out on any potential people. Um, unfortunately, there was no mention of ethnicity among the patients in the paper, which can affect our ability to generalize the results. 
Uh, we know that keratoconus is found in all ethnicities, but that there is geographic and ethnic variability. Um, so that information would have been really helpful. Additionally, they were not able to ensure that they captured only keratoconic patients because the code that they used was called KC slash corneal dystrophy. Um, so there might've been some other corneal dystrophies thrown in there aside from keratoconus. Okay. So this was an observational study, Kelsey, not a randomized clinical trial. Does that impact how we interpret the results? Not really. Um, a longitudinal cohort study or maybe like a case control study might have provided a little bit stronger evidence of the association, but they're difficult to run and they can be really expensive. Um, so this type of study is really useful um, for revealing prevalence information as well as risk factors, which is what they were focusing on. Okay, so the focus is on association, not necessarily right. a, there's a, a causative relationship between keratoconus and immune, immune mo modulated. Exactly, diseases. we can't say that from these results. Okay, so is there anything we should be doing different in the lane with our patients, our keratoconic patients based on the results of this paper? Good question. Not necessarily to modify our care, but be more cognizant of any reported changes to systemic conditions or symptoms that your patients might report. Um, we could possibly be facilitators to encourage referrals and or lab testing for these symptomatic patients. Um, and also just to be aware of any new diagnoses that may lead to keratoconus progression um, or might influence, you know, ocular surface conditions that sometimes come along with these inflammatory systemic conditions. Wonderful. Dr. Kelsey Steele, thank you so much for sharing your enthusiasm, your expertise with us. And listeners out there, we look forward to you joining us next time for the American Academy of Optometry Foundation's clinical podcast series. Thanks for tuning in. And a special thanks to Cooper Vision for their educational grant to make it all happen. 